Hello and welcome to The Plague Cast, a show where we talk about some of the most significant historical pandemics to better understand what's going on in the world right now. As always, I'm Max and I'm here with my co-host, Sam. Why does plague still matter? So plague is, um, it's one of the few reportable diseases to the WHO all over the world. So even if you get a case of plague in um, like the US, you're legally required to report it to the WHO. Um, There's quite a few diseases like that for like the CDC, like individual (coughs) country health departments, Mm -hmm. but the World Health Organization has deemed it important enough that they want to know exactly where every case of plague is on earth. And part of the reason of, of that is memory of the Black Death, certainly possible that something like that would happen again. But I think the bigger and more insidious worry is that plague is extremely likely to be weaponized. If you were to pick, if you were to, if you were to pick among um, bioweapons, that would be one of the ones you would choose. Uh, huge fear factor. Yeah. If yeah. you hear people are having the plague around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, kind of a little, the, the history of this is really disturbing. Uh, and the more I know about it, the wish, the more I wish I didn't know anything about it. Um, so I mentioned the kind of Soviet idea, um, about plague and why the Soviets, for whatever reason, are really, really scared of plague. Um, and a big reason for that is that the people who are really, really scared of plague were also working on developing bioweapons for the Soviet Union. Mm. So the U.S. had a, well, I'll go back even further. Japan had a bioweapons program, and they used plague. <laughs> they dropped ceramic bombs full of fleas infected with the plague on Manchuria, like and in fact, there is like a horribly disturbing um, kind of account of a bioweapons lab that they set up in Nanking. Nanking? Mm-hmm. Like you've heard of the rape of Nanking? Yeah. So after that, they basically, they had taken over the city and they used that as like ground zero for their bioweapons testing. And they would literally kidnap people off the street and like use them in like Mengele level experiments. It's that's, awful. That's brutal. Yeah. So that that's kind of the start. And then after that, um, have you heard of Operation Paperclip? No. So it's kind of a similar thing. After World War II, the Nazis developed rockets, and they were really good at developing rockets. They could, <clears throat> excuse me, they could shoot rockets from bases in like in and around Berlin, and hit London pretty accurately wow yeah so they they were really really ahead of the rest of the world when it came to rockets so after the war both soviet and american um people like government officials wanted those nazi scientists for their own rocket programs um and that's how we got so operation paperclip was the u.s side it was the secret plot to get um you know German Nazi scientists who had knowledge of rocketry out of Germany and back to the U.S. And that's how we got people like Werner von Braun, who was like the 
basically the reason we had any space program at all. Um, so with that in mind, there was basically an exact equivalent that happened with the Japanese bioweaponeers. Both the Soviets and the U.S. wanted a piece of whatever they had developed. So they got those scientists brought back to their respective countries. Um, and after that, so the U.S. got apparently really good at things like <clears throat> anthrax, tularemia, smallpox. Those were, those were the things they were um, developing and the things they wound up being really afraid of. Um, the Soviet Union got really good at weaponizing plague. Um, so, and that kind of went on and on and on. They kind of, they had fits and starts and they, um, you know, had lots of accidents and accidentally released like airborne plague. They developed vaccine resistant strains of plague. They have antibiotic streams, strains of plague. They have incredibly lethal strains of plague. Um, and that was before like, you know, the gene editing revolution. Um, so basically throughout the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, um, both were going along. Eventually, Nixon shut down the U.S. Um, bioweapons program, um, and which you can charitably say was like a really good thing, um, and you know, negatively say is like at least it's not evil. That's like the only not evil thing to do. Um, but the Soviets kept theirs going until 1992. That was after the fall of yeah. the Berlin Wall. Uh huh. Was that after? That was after the fall of the Soviet Union, too. So I should guess I shouldn't say Soviets. Oh. It was Boris Yeltsin that eventually shut it down. It's Boris. Um, but anyway, during this time, um, they had been weaponizing the plague. And they, at the time of the fall of the Soviet Union, the breakup of into like individual states, um, they had incredibly poor control over their bioweapons facilities. And there is um, very strong evidence that um, Soviet, former Soviet scientists ended up in Iran, um, Iraq, um, and stayed around in other, you know, former Soviet countries. Um, some of them came to the US. So the big worry is that it's still out there like a hyper-lethal, vaccine-resistant, antibiotic-resistant, airborne strain of plague. But, you know, that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why plague still matters. Huh. Huh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... It's not, it's not <laughs> no, good. that's not good. That's not good. No. Thanks for sharing. Hope you yeah. feel good getting that off your chest. You know, I, I do feel a little better. I'm, I'm sorry for the nightmares you're going to have. Misery loves company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this bonus episode, uh, mini-sode of the Plague Cast. Um, hope you enjoyed, and um, as always, wash your hands. Not that it'll do any good. Thank you.